Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. I don't want it ruining this moment. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Before we read the verse together as one, we are starting a new message series entitled Grateful. The purpose of this message series, ladies and gentlemen, is to encourage us to live a lifestyle of gratitude to God and others. All right. During this season of Thanksgiving, I want to remind us that being grateful or thankful is not something that is seasonal. It's not a seasonal thing. It is a lifestyle thing. All right. And so we're going to read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. I have it on my screen here, and uh, we're going to read this thing together. Amen. It says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. I want to talk to you from the subject this morning. Do not be that person. Don't be that person. Don't be that person is what I want to talk to you from this morning. To be grateful, ladies and gentlemen, is defined to show or to express a feeling of thankfulness and appreciation. However, this morning, I want to show you the latter. What does it mean to be a person of ingratitude? And this particular type of person of ingratitude is one that we as believers are not called to be. We are not called as believers to exemplify of behavior of ingratitude. That particular behavior is of one of the world. But as a believer, we are we ought, excuse me, to embody the spirit of generosity as well as the spirit of gratitude. One of the things that uh, one of one of the things, ladies and gentlemen, that my mom would say is when she would do something for us or uh, do something for us and what she got for us didn't match the particular reaction. She would say, I don't like an ungrateful child. The other thing my mom would say that if she asked me to do something or asked us me to do something and I did not do it. And she would say to me, after all the things I've done for you, especially if I'm trying to take her to Ross and she's trying to get me to go, after all the things I've done for you, I don't like an ungrateful child. Ladies and gentlemen, just like my mom, I, could, uh, I can attest that I'm the same way and that many of us are the same way. Can I be honest? Can I get an amen in the chat? That many of us are the same way. When we do things for people, it is not always to get something back in return, but at least a thank you would suffice. At least a thank you. At least be appreciative that I thought of you because you did not have to do that. At least that. However, ladies and gentlemen, we, we, we have it where it's told that a, a, a gratitude or, or a gratitude, ladies and gentlemen, in the day and age that we live in, it seems like it's a lost art form. 
it seems like to be grateful, it's almost like everybody deserves it at all times. Oh, I deserve to have money. I deserve to do this. What makes you think that you deserve that without any work? Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we are going, we are in this text of 2 Timothy chapter 3 is because one of the signs or one of the characteristics, ladies and gentlemen, of the last days or the end times where this is talking about uh, eschatology, ladies and gentlemen, is that one of the prevalent signs is a person who is ungrateful. That's one of the, 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 the key signs to uh, uh, the end times. Now, let me help you understand that even Paul and them thought that they were living in the last days. And I would suggest to you this morning that the last days or the, the days that began the last days was when the church was birthed. I would suggest to you that the last days started when the church started. And that even though that they saw those things and those things were happening, what is really holding up the return of Jesus is that he's waiting. He doesn't want to see not one slip away. So the truth of the matter is Jesus could have came back at any moment now because certain things have already taken place. But the reason that his, his, his return is being delayed because of mercy, he wouldn't want to see one slip away. Given that one the opportunity. The truth of the matter is they thought they were living in the, uh, 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 the last days. But when we're talking about the days in which we live, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the increase of or the, the prevalence, uh, uh, something that is uh, very prevalent that is going on. And, and you look at today's culture with uh, the social media age that we live in, the technology age that we live in, where everyone wants to live artificial. Even to the point where now we're going to new stuff like meta, creating a world that is not real so that you can exist in to escape reality. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The virtual realm is not a real realm. And the reality is, is that people want to create a whole nother life because the life they're in, they have not. They have not really lived abundantly in Christ because they haven't been liberated. And now, ladies and gentlemen, one of the true signs is, is that an ungrateful heart is one of a prevalent sign of the end times. When they talk about end times, it means the apostasy. Let me tell you something. It's not a big word. I'm going to explain to you what it is. The apostasy, which means a withdrawal from faith and trust in God. I want to show you something, and I hope I don't get ahead of myself, that how he says, that Paul says, that self-rule and pride become fashionable. I want to show you something, how it is fitting how he didn't just put these, uh, uh, these different characteristics just out of place. He put them to match with each other. How do I, how do I explain it? Because it is fitting that lovers of self, proud, arrogant and ungrateful are grouped together look at the text they're grouped together you can see it right there for men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money bolsters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents that's the day we're living in unthankful 
And let me tell you something, that's just not the day we're living in. The Pharisees were the same way. Because even Jesus got on them when he was trying, when they were trying to get on Jesus and the disciples about not washing their hands. <laughs> you don't even respect your own parents, yet alone trying to tell us. All right. All right. So again, he shows that a thankless, a thankless, a, a, a thankless person believes that they are the center of the world. That they earn everything they have on their own thing. And you know what? This is what people say. Ain't nobody made me. I made myself. That's an arrogant, boastful person that says that everything they earn, they earn on themselves with nobody coming and contributing to what they did. The reality is you didn't make yourself there. It took people, no matter if you didn't have as much help, the help that you did have or the advice that you did have came along to help you get to where you are. Nobody can, no matter what platform you are on, no matter how much money you have, no matter what, if you are CEO or any of that or whatever you've got to, can say that they got there solely on their own thinking, solely on their own money. No, 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 no. There was someone that came alongside there was somebody that came alongside can I go deeper tonight in this teaching of don't be that person in our ungrateful series here's the thing about ingratitude that people need to understand that ingratitude uh, in its really original form ingratitude and pride goes hand in hand you cannot separate the two Matter of fact, can I even go a little further that what was the original sin? The original sin did not happen in the garden. The original sin happened in heaven. What do I mean by that? The sin of pride and ingratitude was prevalent in heaven. Why? Because of Satan. Satan. Now, let me give you I'm going to back this up. Uh, Ezekiel 28, 15. I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show you this, and I, 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 I want you to see this as proof. Ezekiel 20, because I'm not going to tell you something that don't got words to back it up. And this is what Ezekiel was talking about. He was talking about in reference to uh, Satan. Ezekiel 28, verse 15, New Living Translation says, You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. Verse 16, Your rich commerce led you to violence, and you sinned. So I banish you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, almighty guardian. You have to understand that Satan, formerly known as Lucifer, was an archangel on over charge of the worship in heaven. He was one of the most beautiful beings. One of the most beautiful beings of God's creation in heaven instruments and stuff flowed out of him but here's what he says from your place among the stones of fire verse 17 your heart was filled with pride because of all your beauty your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor a lover of yourself so i threw you to the ground and I expose you to the curious gaze of kings. Now, some people argue, Ezekiel is talking about one of the kings in the script. No, 
He's talking when you see almighty guardian, those different things like that. And when you see different things from the mountain of God, when you see different things like that, who else? He's talking about Satan. And his former glory of what he had that he lost because of pride and uh, uh, because of pride in wanting to be worshipped. And here's what and here's what ingratitude and pride does. And this is why the scripture talks a lot about it, because if you're not careful, it will lead to rejection of God. Let me tell you this. You want to know why Moses and the children of Israel, even when God took them out of Egypt and they got all of the stuff of Egypt. And even when they went through the wilderness and all of this stuff like that, they always kept complaining and murmuring. Have you ever noticed that the biggest complainers are the ones who are ungrateful? Have you ever noticed that the ones who complain a lot? Oh, around you. Come on. You can think of a couple of names right now off the top of your head. Don't leave me out here by myself. The reality is, you know, of some people, all they do on the phone is complain about what they don't have. And then they always are jealous of the people that have and stuff. And they always want to talk about, well, I would have that if I didn't have this or I would have that if I didn't do that and all of this stuff. You are ungrateful. You always talking about what you don't have, comparing what you have to somebody else, just like the children of Israel. Oh, God, we don't have a physical king like like they do. Can you give us a king? A rejection of God's kingship. Oh, y'all ain't trying to see out of ingratitude. Are you seeing that? Oh, we need something to worship like the other people. They got all these other wooden gods and they'd worship in a tree. Why can't we get a tree, God? A rejection of the presence of God. So here's what I do. I Here's an ark. <laughs> the ark of the covenant is formed. Again, ingratitude. And then here it goes so bad because with the original sin, then not only did it, not only did he get, not only did Lucifer, uh, now known as Satan, get caught up into himself, but he convinced the whole two thirds to have him come along because he really wanted to be worshipped. Out of ingratitude, he's a created being just like you and I. All right. But ingratitude is what got him kicked out. Ingratitude and pride can open the door to unbelief. What's up, everyone? It's Leticia from Transformation Christian Fellowship. And we just want to thank each and every one of you for your generosity and believing God with us by giving to the Only Believe campaign. You are helping us renovate and make this spot and this place a home. So thank you guys so much. And we just want to shout out a couple people, okay? So we want to thank you, Jamel, Brandy, LaVarne, Sophia, Alicia, Stanley, Christine, John, and Shanta. Thank you, each and every one of you, for believing God with us and sticking with us. God bless you all. And don't forget, transformation starts. This is how important it is. It can open the door to unbelief to the point where it's the watch me that God tells Moses and them they can't enter in the promised land. The thing that you despise, I'm going to give to your children. Because out of your ingratitude and your, out of your ingratitude, you, uh, oh my God, it led to unbelief. 
All right, can I bring you a little bit further? Come on. Uh, I know this ain't something that you probably want. It don't matter. Here it is. Uh, uh, can I also talk to you a little bit more, uh, go deeper? Uh, the Church of Corinth. One of their biggest problems that Paul had with them that opened up the door to many other problems was their ingratitude. All right, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 7. I'm going to back this up some more because, again, we're going to launch it from what the Scripture says. It says, for what gives you the right to make such a judgment? What do you have that God hasn't given you? And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it were not a gift? Oh, my God. James, James, James tell us in one in chapter one, verse 17, he says is that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. There is no variation of God. There is no other person like him. The reality of what I'm trying to tell you is part of their problem is, is that they were one of the richest churches out of all of them. They were boastful about the, oh, we got the spiritual gifts and all of this stuff. And Paul said, yeah, you can have that, but you don't have no love. The problem is you can boast about all the stuff that you're doing, but at the end of the day, it was not because of you. Oh, I know this talks about your humanism because all the sermons you want to hear is about you and yourself and I. See, humanistic people don't like this type of preaching because they feel like they got they were gods of themselves and that all of this stuff got manifested. They feel like they manifested it all because they got the power in self. Let me tell you something. You got nothing. You got nothing. I hear you, Job. Naked I came into this world. Naked I shall leave it. Because you got nothing. Come on in here. I know this I know this is not talking to you right now, but the truth of the matter is you and I have nothing apart from what God allowed us to have out of his divine providence. Yes, I'm going to remind you every time I get and remind myself every time I get that even when I feel like I'm getting big headed or I feel like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm really coming out y'all now. When I even feel like that, I need to pull yours, pull myself back and pull yourself back to, hey, God gave it to you. He gave it to you. See, when you are a person who is who, who is ungrateful, this is what you do. You fail to acknowledge God. You have failed to acknowledge God. You failed to recognize that God is the one that got you here. And here's what you do when you fail to acknowledge him. What you do and you are failing to acknowledge him that he's the creator of life. <clears throat> that he's the giver of life. That he's the bestower of blessing. When you fail to acknowledge him, you don't direct the praise to where the praise should go to. Every believer, hear me, every believer should have a spirit of gratefulness. Every spirit, every believer should have a spirit of thankfulness. You shouldn't be complaining like others because of who your God is. Because you got to, you fail to acknowledge him. That's why you can't do what Proverbs 3 says. 3 verse 6 says, the trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. 
but in all your ways acknowledge that means to perceive him in everything that means to worship him that means to give him praise oh my god in every come on y'all ain't talking the reality of the matter is what i'm trying to tell you is when you are a person who's so stuck on yourself you will acknowledge that it was you and god cannot use somebody like you and I don't care how much you try to manifest it. Because you want to know the real reason? Because the blessings of the Lord make it rich and adds no sorrow. And a lot of you manifesting things that are adding sorrow to your life. And that ain't the blessings of God. And then now you are ungrateful for the very thing that you said you manifested. Why? Because it didn't come from God. <laughs> Some of you can't acknowledge God in anything because you created it yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. You praise God. You so-called quote unquote praise God for a relationship that you know was going to going going to the pits. You didn't you didn't have, that wasn't from God from the first place. Opportunities that God didn't open up. Oh, yeah, you did it. Yeah, because when we do it ourselves, guess what happens? It goes nowhere. Only what you do for God, which will stand. <laughs> so when you are a person who is when you are a person who is ungrateful, you will fail to acknowledge God. And we ought to be uh, we ought to acknowledge him. That means we ought to worship him. We ought to perceive him in everything. We ought to give him the praise that is due to his name. How we will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in our mouths. It shall be something that's continually on our mouths because we understand our depravity. We understand what we are, what we are without him. We understand. We knew why that was. That's why we give God praise now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say, don't be that person. Don't be that person that wants to take all the glory. Don't be that person that wants to take all the credit. Like you that smart. I don't care what your IQ is. The truth of the matter is you can be, you can be an Albert Einstein IQ. You can be an Elon Musk. You can do all of that stuff. The reality of the matter is, is the only the things that the IQ you have come from God. <laughs> your creativity comes from God. Who am I God? The very breath that you have in your body come from God. Hallelujah. The very fact of the matter that you woke up this morning, it was a gift from God. Jesus, I know you. Oh, I tell her it's the alarm that woke me up. It wasn't no alarm. It was God that woke you up this morning. It was God as the oh my God, as we would say, that started you on your way. It was God. Hallelujah. That's why I like when David said early will I seek you because the truth of the matter is is that I'm seeking him early because he got me up this early. I'm seeking him because I understand that he's the first. He's the first who I should give praise to. He's not the oh my God. I'm not going to Instagram first. I'm not going to Facebook first, but I'm giving him his first. Look at some. Oh my God. Put it in the chat section. You say you got to acknowledge God. Hear me. When a person is ungrateful, they will always feel a sense of entitlement. Oh, God. Oh, God. How many of you all who are like Pastor B, who doesn't really care for people who are entitled? Come on, put your hand emoji in that chat. Let me know. 
who feel entitled. I'm not saying that this is not me talking about that we don't have certain rights. That's not what we're talking about here. We talking about the negative sense of entitlement, ladies and because there's a good sense of entitlement, there's a bad sense of entitlement. Here's the bad sense of entitlement. When you feel as though that you were that you were entitled to it. That no, I deserve that. I should have had it anyway. People will feel like, oh, I'm the, that this this entitlement, it privileged. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why some people will never work for nothing or never do. No, you supposed to give me that. Have friends? Oh no, you 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 worked hard for your thing. Oh no, and you ain't a real friend because friends supposed to be there, you know, to the through the thick and thin, and and and, and give me the money and da 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 da. Come on, how many of y'all know people like that? Yeah. Come on, can I come? Uh, uh, can I can I come to your row real quick? You got family who the same way, who feel like they're entitled to certain information, who feel like they're entitled to certain earnings and money that you got. Come on, don't leave me out here by myself. You know a few of them off the top of your head right now. Come on, you know a few of them. Don't act funny. The reality of it is they have this entitlement. Our children have a sense of entitlement. And that's why they're growing up. That's why we're grow we're raising kids in a time now that that's why they don't respect parents because they entitled. They feel like they have the same rights as you. And they don't understand. They were, oh my God, let me tell you something. I couldn't do that. Oh, you supposed to give me this. You supposed listen. I used to I used to beg my parents for Jordans. I should have came at them. Oh, I deserve Jordans. I'm entitled to it. And you know what happened? I would have been all y'all would have been, I wouldn't have even made it here. Y'all would have been celebrating a, a homegoing celebration of Brandon Hill up in <laughs> Come on in here. These kids are entitled. Oh, this ain't no older statesman talk. No, you so entitled. That's why people are lazy. Because of entitlement. Why? Because it's birth. Entitlement, oh my God, ingratitude and pride breeds entitlement. It breeds entitlement. That's why you are seeing the behavior that you're seeing on Instagram and on TikTok and YouTube because there is a sense and a level of entitlement that is not good. And you know what happens is, is we want to cover up the level. We want to cover up entitlement with mental illness. I know you don't like it, but it's the truth. Because when something don't go your way, then all of a sudden I got you. you you're talking about some mental stuff. And I'm dead serious. And I'm a I'm an advocate of mental health. I've preached about mental health. I recommend therapists and all of that. I'm all for it. But I'm coming for the spirit of entitlement that, in, that makes people think that they have the right of certain things that they have not worked or earned. And thinking that you are entitled. The world don't work that way. I don't care who tell you the world does not work that way. <laughs> and guess what? The kingdom of God, more importantly, does not work that way. When they thought that they were, oh my God, when is when they thought they were entitled to something, guess what happened? God gave them over to their sin. That's what he did. That's what he did. 
Yeah, we have certain rights of the kingdom. But what, what makes you think that God still should bless you and you have not even submitted to him? And then yet you want to blame God for what's going wrong in your life, but you ain't even surrendered to him. It ain't God, it's your entitlement. That's not God, it is your entitlement that is in the way. So when you that person, in the last days, the days in which we're living in, we live in the last days. This is the type of behavior that is prevalently increasing. And what is the root of it? It's the root of it is ingratitude. The root of it is ingratitude. Can I close on this? There is uh, Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 19. There was an account in scripture uh, about these 10 lepers. They were 10 lepers, and, and, and they came to Jesus. They came to Jesus to be healed. They came to him. He did not come to him. Come to them. I want to make it very plain. He came to them. They cried out for him, and Jesus gave them an instruction, go to the priests and show yourself to them. The scripture says that as they went, and that, well, that's what blesses me there. As they went, they were cleansed. So that shows me right there that sometimes God, Jesus will have us take part in our own miracle and healing. Some of you are struggling with addictions, but you ain't even trying to go to get help. He says, as they went, they were healed. But that's not the part I want to shout you on or shout you up in anyway. Here's the part. Ten of them went to the priest and showed themselves. Ten of them. Let's do the math. Ten came to show themselves to the priest. However, only one came back to thank Jesus for what he had done. So what is, so, so here it is. Here's what Jesus says in Luke chapter 17, verse 17. It says, and oh my God, and I hear, I hear you. And guess what? None of them were Jews. <laughs> People who were the God's chosen people. None of them were Jews. But the one that came was a Samaritan. The one who came back to give thanks to the king of the Jews. Jews, can I give you the significance? Jewish Jews and Samaritans didn't get along. Jews looked at Samaritans as half-breeds, that they were dirty. They didn't like each other. They've been fighting each other for centuries, right? But a Samaritan comes back and knows how to give God thanks. A Samaritan, and this is what caught me here. That's why I entitled this message, Don't Be That Person. Because guess what? If you that type of person, that's why you're not being blessed now. And that's why you don't got no friends. Because of that. You think I'm laughing, but it's serious. 
I'm serious. That's why you don't got no friends now. That's why you don't got people who don't want to do nothing for you because people can will not no you will not work with nobody in business who are ungrateful. I'm serious. That's why you got to be careful of that because if you die, people have observed that like, oh, okay, I did you a favor and you act, mm, okay. Mental note. Guess what? And then when you come back to those same people because you burned the bridge, they won't do nothing. Go figure it out. Here's what Jesus said, though. So Jesus answered verse 17 and said, where there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? See, that's they, that's the type. They were not those nine were not grateful. And this is what Jesus pointed out. Here it is. Verse 18 says, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? <laughs> Jewish region, this Samaritan right here, leopard, they unclean. They mean they got a skin issue. And only one came back. Who is this foreigner? What am I saying? TCF, listen, we can't be a people out of all things that God has done for us, open up a building, did all of this stuff, and how dare us not to give him thanks. Listen, you still got a job while other people are still on unemployment. And how dare you talk about how much you wish you got a raise? Hey, I understand, but you better be thankful because you couldn't have nothing. Oh, I wish my life was like another person. But yet, you ungrateful for the fact of where your life is now. Ungrateful for the friends that you have around you. And if you don't like your friends, that's your decision. That's your bad decision of friends. The family. Well, Pastor B, I don't really have no family. But guess what? The people that became family that watched out for you. When you that type of person, don't be that person that will, will come to God. Here's what y'all, you, you, here's what people do. Here's what people do. They get what they want from God. They come to church for a little moment. They ask all the pastors for all the intercession and prayer they can get. And once they get their breakthrough, here's what they are. They're like the other nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Nowhere to be found. But yet somebody who's a foreigner don't even know God. But know what he just did for them can say, you know what? I'm coming back to give him thanks. Let me tell you something. No, un oh my God, not a fresh saved person should be giving God praise more than a person that's been walking with Christ. I get real nervous when I see so-called seasonal believers who can't praise. Like they got, like there's something wrong with their legs and hands. I don't know. I don't know who I'm talking to. But when the when they say when we say praise the Lord, everybody, you better be the loudest one. You shouldn't have a foreigner coming up in there praising God harder than you. Why? I don't care how you may be disappointed with God about certain things. I don't care. I, I don't care what you got going on. The truth of the matter is the scripture says in everything, give God thanks. I'm finished. Don't be that person. I'm, I, don't be that person. Don't be that person.
Let me tell you something. There's always something to give God thanks for. And if you can't find one, I give you one. I'm still alive. Let me give you, if you don't got another one that I'm saved. If you don't got another one that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. If you don't got another one that God is my daddy. Hallelujah. And if that ain't enough to give you, oh my God, there's something to give God thanks for. I can find it. Even in the most challenging times of life, loved ones dying left and right. Hallelujah. Feel like you in a big season of grief. But even in grief, there was something I can still give God praise for. I still got joy. I can still give God praise even in the midst of grief that I still got peace. I don't know how I got this peace, but this peace surpasses all the understanding that I could even articulate about God's peace. There's something I can find. Come on, put it in the chat section and say, I can find something to be thankful for. I can find something. All right. I'm done. We got to go. I'm adjusting to this new time. Amen. Well, listen, if you don't know Jesus, don't be that person to miss, miss, uh, miss your way. Let me tell you something. I gave you the text that speaks of the apostasy. That speaks of there is a time that we are in right now is a falling away. And the real delay of the whole matter is, is that Jesus is waiting for the one. Are you that one today? Are you that one that will give your life to Christ? That's the only delay in Jesus return. It is not that scripture has not been fulfilled. At this moment, scripture is being fulfilled right in front of our eyes. I want to give you Jesus. I'm not trying to scare you into heaven. I'm trying to put you in right relationship with God. Because believe it or not, the universe is not God. <laughs> believe it or not, those stones can't do nothing for your soul. Believe it or not, these healers, these false healers can't do nothing to heal your soul. There ain't no remedy. There ain't no amount of voodoo or witchcraft they could do to save your soul. Scripture says you must be born again. Hallelujah. You got to be born again. How do I do that? He said, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you are saved. And as we talked about this past Tuesday, at the point of conversion, you are justified and sanctified set apart and you start the process until the day that god calls you home of sanctification and that work will be accomplished in you hallelujah and so i give you jesus it's as simple as that just offer give him i, I give you jesus all you got to do is believe that's it if you want to rededicate your life back to christ guess what you can come back home god ain't left He's still here. He's still here. Come back home. If you want to make TCF your church home, you can do that as well. I would love to be your pastor. I don't care where you live. We got people all around who call TCF home. Colorado, uh, uh, Alexandria, Virginia. There's so many other people that call this place home, that watch us online, that sow into the ministry, that are getting ministry as well. We serve to lead here at TCF, and we want to serve you, all right?
more importantly than you being connected to this church, I want you to be connected to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I need saving. I acknowledge that you died on the cross, that you were buried and you rose again from my sin. And I ask you to make me whole in Jesus name. I'm done running. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. If you said- Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.